This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. Welcome to the Hero Academy Podcast, the place where we can celebrate and highlight our frontline heroes. I believe that frontline heroes such as nurses, firemen, EMS, police officers, and military are heroes without capes. I don't care about politics, only positivity and purpose. I only care about those who have chosen to serve society. I believe in collaboration over competition. Here you will learn the secrets and strategies that let ordinary people become extraordinary inside of their passion. Sometimes we'll throw in some simple side hustles that everyday regular people are doing. Things you can do to make extra money, especially if you're starting to think about retirement and what's next. Inside this podcast each week, you will learn from people like you who are working full time, but still found time to create a course, grow a big team or a large audience or a profitable side hustle. The steps they took, their backstories and how they overcame burnout. The perfect blend of mindset and techniques. I'm your host, David Diem. Now let's get your dream lit for your freedom. Hello and welcome, family, my extended family. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Hero Academy podcast. If you're a frontline hero, police officer, fireman, EMS, military, or medical professional, then you're in the right place and this show's for you. This week, I'd like to introduce you to our guest, Nick Palzer. He is the host of Bottom Line Nurse, Nursing or Nurses? Bottom Line Nursing. Bottom Line Nursing. Take it away, yep. Nick. Tell us about your show. Oh, David, thank you for having me come. I, it's truly a pleasure. Um, you know, it's, so as far as the podcast goes, I'll just jump right on that one since you started with that one. Bottom Line Nursing. Um, I started it about a year ago, just over a year ago. Um, and I actually came up with the idea post being asked on to another podcast um, talking about leadership by a lieutenant colonel doctor friend of mine in the service um, and I was like well I could do that that'd be kind of cool I th- and then I started YouTubing it and I'm like okay how do I do this of course you know how do we learn everything we go on YouTube DIY uh-huh. um, so I spent hours and hours and hours and probably about two months just doing nothing but research gathering prepping figuring out episodes figuring out what I would do And then I was like, okay, so I want to make a nurse podcast. Initially, it was going to be about military nursing, um, because I'm an Air Force nurse by trade, but I'm sure you're going to get there at some point. Um, And then I said, okay, let's try that. Long story, there was some legal things that came into play that I had to do some amending and so forth. So I did some amending and so forth to make the, the military happy. And then I was like, all right. So let's do this because I was like, we do, I don't think we do a phenomenal job in nursing as a whole, just in the grand scheme of things. Um, every hospital has their own programs and such as far as professional development, education, training. And I said, well, I don't think we do as good a job, so let's do better. And so then magically bottom line nursing was created. Um, a little bit of a hiatus right now between season one and season two. I'm in the midst of a lot of military things going on in my life so I've had to take a little bit of a break but soon to come so I just use it to as a platform to um, educate people on different nursing careers different professions let nurses come on and talk about different specialties Um, most recently I did a a three-part series on how to become an Air Force nurse Um, obviously a little specialized but there's a couple different ways to do it so it turned into three a three-part series on how to do it um, so that's kind of the short and skinny on it. I hope I kind of answered the question. No, it's all good. What, uh, what branch What branch are you in? So I am in the United States Air Force. Air Force, okay. So are, uh, are you a nurse in the Air Force right now? or? Yep, I am or, a nursing officer in, in the Air Force currently. Okay, so you're active duty. And uh, before we got on, you mentioned that you're leaving the country shortly. <laughs> um, I shortly will be for a little bit, yes. All right, all right, man. Stay safe out there. Um, are you going to be in a nice air-conditioned office? <laughs> That's a great question. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Good try. I, I know that the Air Force takes care of its people, as uh, the Navy does also. Like the two best branches by far, Navy and Air Force. 
Correct. As far as taking care of the people. Um, my daughter, my stepdaughter, she's in the Air Force right now. So uh, she she's getting ready to be shipped off to the UK. That is not a bad assignment. And you, you give her my thanks for signing the dotted line and joining the family because it's, yeah. it's a cool business to be in. And tell her to have fun in the UK. It's a good assignment. I will. I will. I'll let, uh, I'll let her hear this episode for sure. <laughs> so so let's, uh, let's rewind and let's hear your history, uh, starting with uh, you graduated high school out of uh, what, what state? So I graduated high school, uh, class of 11. No one ever believes that when I tell them. I wasn't going to ask the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, in Jensen Beach, Florida. Okay. And then, and then you uh, joined the military right out of high school? So I actually did it a little weird. I'm kind of an odd case. I actually went to Virginia Military Institute first, um, or VMI as a lot of people refer to it, because um, I had always dreamed of going there to school. And so I went there for a little bit. Um, money, life, a couple of you know things like that got in the way. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to leave VMI because I also couldn't get a nursing degree out of VMI. It would have been a bachelor's in biology and I wasn't, have no aspirations to be a biologist. So, you know, um, left there, went back to Florida, um, got all my initial paperwork done to enlist because that, that became the intention after that was to enlist because I said, okay, this is a good choice in life. Um, went to EMT school while I was waiting to go to basic training, uh, worked two different jobs while I, and went to college at the same time. So I did all that while I was waiting to ship out. And a couple months later, hey, here's your contract. You're going to be an enlisted firefighter in the U.S. Air Force. And then off I went to, you know, basic training after that. To be an enlisted firefighter. Yep. <laughs> so, so you were a firefighter. Uh, yep. I think you said you also did EMS. Yep. I was a, uh, a fire EMT for the Air Force as an enlisted member um, prior to becoming a nurse. And, and then a nurse as well. The only career that you haven't done yet is police officer. <laughs> so that's actually kind of funny. And, and thank you, David, for what you do in Ellie, because I love Ellie. I have a special place in my heart for Ellie. Thank um, you. My, my grandfather was Port Authority in New York. That's cool. So you, you know that, that area very well as from what I've seen. Um, so I will always have a special place for Ellie, especially working in the firehouse, because I spent a lot of time with Ellie. Um, so I've actually toyed with the idea down okay. the road when I retire. All right. Um, mainly because I have found a few different programs that do, um, you know, a lot of tactical medicine stuff, and they also cross branch as um, sworn in officers too. So I've I've looked at it. Todd Spence. <laughs> Todd Spence. Uh, tactical medic episode. Tactical yes. medic. He's the first one I ever met, and I didn't yep. know what a tactical medic was. <laughs> That was actually, I, I listened to that one the other day. It was a great episode. And that, that's one of the things that I, I enjoy doing is tactical medicine too. So yeah, I definitely, have, I've toyed with it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I love talking to people because you find out like these cool careers that I, you, people had no idea existed. Uh, before we started recording, we mentioned Johnny Kim. Like <laughs> anytime I talk to anyone in the military, any branch, I have to bring him up because he has such an amazing story. Um T tell us what you know about him. Um, I don't know a significant amount about about Johnny Kim or Commander Kim. If I'm not mistaken, he's still a commander in the U.S. Navy. Um, but he has a very interesting story, and I actually heard about him listening to another podcast as we were talking about earlier. He was a Navy SEAL first, um, commissioned as a Navy SEAL, ended up going to Harvard Medical School to become an MD, became an MD <laughs> at Harvard Med, and then now he currently is in his astronaut training pipeline to get slotted for a mission in the upcoming you know, couple of years. Obviously, it takes a while to do that. So he's got Navy SEAL, MD, Harvard graduated MD, and astronaut. That's unbelievable. In, in his resume. And he'll probably join Space Force, too. <laughs> I would not be shocked if he's crossed from the Navy, but I don't know if his Navy SEAL friends would ever let him live that down. So I doubt it. Jocko Willink might have an issue with that. <laughs> hey, that's such it's, that story just is mind blowing, you know. Um, and he didn't come from money either, you know. No, not at all. And I, you know, Johnny Kim, which we were talking earlier, I inspiration is the only word that comes to my head. Nothing but pure inspiration. You inspire me as well because you had a uh, quite a 
quite a storied career. Um, <laughs> how many years have you put in the military? So I have, uh, um, as of a few months ago, actually hit my 10 years in. So I am halfway to the, quote, finish line, as we jokingly say in the military. Yeah, 20, you're going to put 20 in. At a bare minimum. Full, full-time career. I, everyone always asks me, and I, and I put it very simply, I'll probably stay until they kick me out, or until I don't like, until I don't have fun doing what I do anymore. What's your rank? So I am now a currently a second lieutenant um, in the Air Force. I will actually, on Sunday morning, become a first lieutenant. All right, congratulations. Thank you. So I will actually promote this weekend. Congratulations. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, is that Do you promote before you go away or uh, yeah. after? Okay. I'll promote before. Okay. All right. That's cool. So you'll be going into your new assignment with the new promotion. I know, right? Yeah. Those are great. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So um, how many episodes have you published of the podcast? So we've got 10 episodes out right now with, with you know, an intro plus nine. Um, one of them was just me on a couple ranting. We called that one. I think we started a little mini series that is going to be like intermittent episodes uh, called Shift Talk. So we're going to start doing those a little bit too. Why I'm away, I'm going to be doing a lot of recording. Uh, a lot of people I've been in touch with to try to do some episodes. So I think we'll have some good stuff coming all, out. All you need is good Wi-Fi. That's it. <laughs> That's what I got to work on is the good Wi-Fi part. I know because it's going to be tough while you're away. But if you can get to a hotel room or like a, a even a Starbucks, you know. Starbucks, they don't have the greatest Wi-Fi though. <laughs> So I, I can say where I'm going does not have a Starbucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> but that's yeah. okay. We have, we have Wi-Fi hockey pucks. So that, that's how we get away with all of our, whenever we go traveling, we bring our Wi-Fi hockey puck with us. All right. All right. That's cool. Um, I'm not going to ask where you're going because, uh, you know, we talked beforehand and uh, the world doesn't need to know that. But, um, okay. <laughs> so who's been some of your best, uh, like, most memorable guests. I know you don't want to leave anyone out, but like one that stands out in your mind. So I will say one that stands out in my mind is um, he's now staff sergeant, but then senior airman Ryan Patterson. Um, and here's why is one, because I obviously have a soft spot for my enlisted. Um, he's a medical technician by trade. So he's a, a EMT LPN equivalents, um, CNAs in some places, um, you know, all the names change, but he was one of our medical technicians that I worked with. Um, and I had him on to do an episode about the medical technician and the nurse relationship, um, because as any medical provider will tell you, um, any EMS provider will tell you, your partner in crime makes or breaks your day. Um, and as a nurse, my enlisted medical technicians in the military with me absolutely make or break my day. My day will go really well or it will go really bad, depending on how me and my technician work together. Um, so having him on was awesome for me because it let people kind of have a little more honest discussion about how technicians feel about nurses and how uh -huh. we feel about our technicians. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, just in a grand scheme of things, because we, we, we tried to talk it more just, you know, when it related to being a certified nursing assistant, CNA in the civilian sector or an LPN, you know, licensed practical nurse, um, or for them being medical technicians in the service with us, it equates across the board. Um, as far as your partner. And I think to me, that's the most memorable because they're the ones that I'm in charge of, you know, that are on my team, you know, in charge of, I say loosely, because they're really my teammates more than anything. Um, they're the ones cleaning up patients with me. They're the ones helping me get vital signs. You know, they are you a nursing supervisor? Um, so I'm not a nursing supervisor, but I am a charge nurse for the unit. Um, depending on the day, depending on what shift I'm working, I, I'll be the charge nurse um, quite frequently, actually. I, so I'll be doing all weekend. It's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> My girl's the charge nurse. She, she hates yep. being charged. She hates uh, it, actually. It depends on the day. And, but, and they all want her to be the charge because they all love her. But, <laughs> but she doesn't want the responsibility. Pull, I, I'd have to pull my colleagues to uh, see how they feel about being me and the charge nurse. But so far, none of them have killed me or yelled at me at the end of the shift. So I'll take that with a win. So do you work in a hospital? Yep, also? I work at, a, I work at a, a military treatment facility, or MTF, so it's, it's a hospital. It's a big okay. hospital. Okay, all right. So, um, and how long have you been there? I have been here, let's see, it's probably just coming up on two years here in about four months, so about 16, 17 months. 
And when you take leave, actual military leave, they just hold your spot until you come back? Yeah. So whenever we take leave, it's just like going on vacation. Okay. Um, it's, equ- it's equivalent to just going on vacation. Um, you know, nothing changes. We're permanently assigned at these positions and jobs and duty stations um, until they move us. So Even though it could be like two months or two years. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I can, my last, my last, sometimes our leave is, you know, I take, I think, I think my best leave right now is like 50 days at one point. Okay. And yeah, we just go on vacation and come right back. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. Family, kids, anything? I do. I have, uh, my lovely wife and our two fur children that have four legs and tails as I uh, tell everybody. Um, so no human children yet, but we love our little fur babies. All right. All right. Well, Dog, cats, what? I've got two dogs, actually. Two dogs. What kind? So one of them is a purebred Shih Tzu, and he is a royal pain in my butt, as anyone who has a Shih Tzu will tell you. Uh-huh. And then we have a, a Border Collar mix. Okay. He's a lot bigger than the Shih Tzu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little bit bigger. The Shih Tzu's pretty small. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't like little dogs. I have a, a French Bulldog. Oh, he. awesome. Uh, I would call him medium size. You know, like when we bring him to the dog park, he's not, he's like, he's a lot heavier than the little dogs, but he's too short to be with the big dogs. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> he sounds like the perfect size though. Yeah. I like, I like medium sized dogs personally. Uh, before him, we had a, um, uh, why can't I think of Ruby? I can't think of what kind of dog she was. Oh my god! <laughs> I just drew, I just drew a blank. Forget it. It's gonna hit you in like an hour. Forget it. I can see her face. They're so playful. Boxer. A boxer? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. God, I, I can't believe. And I love boxers too. I I after after um, Bentley passes, I I won't get any more dogs for a while. Yeah. Uh, just because. It's like having kids, you know, and you got to have someone watch them when you leave. It's a pain in the butt. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely is. And and it breaks your heart when they die. And they only, you know, they live for 10, maybe 12 good years, 13, 14, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then they're, and then that's it. Um, what lessons have you learned from becoming a podcaster? Oh, that's a loaded question, as you already know. (laughs) There's so many. It's actually been, I think the biggest thing was, I mean, I'll say the hardest part because, I mean, it was the hardest part, but it was definitely the most enriching and learning process because I like learning new things, um, was figuring out how to do it. Yeah. You'd be like people who haven't done it. Obviously, you you know exactly what I'm referring to. Um, Doing it itself is like a whole nother can of worms. Yep. Like the, the amount of process that goes into before like the and before, after the middle, the after, yeah. I mean, or even the before you can even start it, you've got to figure out equipment and like what program you're going to use, like what outlet you're going to like, you know, um, what hosting site you're going to utilize. There's so many, there's so many there's choices, so many options, yep. so many things to, you know, and, and obviously when you're starting out, you don't want to spend the whole world. So you got to, you know, look at your budget where are you going to do it? What topics are you going to, you got to like plan your show. Like that was a whole nother can of worms make your artwork. It this my checklist and I have a folder on my computer still from uh, when I first started it, my checklist was like eight pages long. But the cool <laughs> thing was, is just like anybody I tell you, don't have to know everything, right? You just have to know where to find the answers to the test. Where to find the answers. Yep. So you do a lot of Googling and magically you find people who already created checklists. I love checklists because obviously being you know a nurse and you know in the EMS and fire world checklists are like golden goose and I know in LE checklists are definitely a thing right yes, I know you all yes. got them checklists that's hundred like percent I mean well that's how, that's how you get through every day and that's how honestly that's how we all go home at night you know in one piece um, so I I started finding these checklists and I was like okay I and this is a little more manageable and as I started doing things I was just check 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 um, you know and then. Again, I found, you know, people that I knew who did shows. Um, I reached out to the to the colonel who I had been on her show previously. Um, shout out to Level the Pursuit podcast. It's awesome. Leadership podcast for anybody who likes leadership podcasts. Amazing. Colonel Condoff, she's amazing. Um, I, you know, I, I talked with her a lot and, you know, she kind of mentored me through that process on, you know, check this out, check this out, check this. Have you done this? Have you done this? And 
that whole process was probably the biggest learning piece and there's just so much to learn from it on how to do all these things i bought a course i bought a course uh okay. for like 9.97 and it was really good he had a lot of checklist in there um it, it was really good um and i also watched a lot of youtube videos as well yep. i've hours yeah. hours on youtube <laughs> um how to use garage band how to you know how to deal with the, the hosting platforms, how to get your, you know, your URL links embedded right, you know, how to get out to all the different major platforms. Oh, yeah, hours of, pop, hours of YouTube, hours and hours. So um, I check my stats from time to time, and I'm patient with my stats. You know, like I know that uh, my reach will grow with time. Uh, but it can be a little uh, disheartening when you when you look and you see like only twenty people listen to an episode, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm really, and I, I guarantee your stats, David, are way better than mine. Um, but I'm trying really hard to remember the progress, not perfection. It's a long term game. It's a long game, and it's a long I mean, game. quite literally, I'm only at ten episodes, and that's fine. Um, had I been able to invest a lot more time and a lot more energy and, you know, not balancing a lot of the other things that I have to make sure I balance and, you know, work hard at all these different areas, I probably would be further along, of course, right? Um, but the fact that I'm, I think I'm like two listens away from a thousand, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Just being that far, I'll take in one year and I got a thousand. I, I'm that's a great start in my opinion um, yes it is that's a very great start you know and of course like you and I were talking earlier you know what what you were telling me about us uh, and I'll I won't name drop you too much because uh, you gave me the inside scoop on the you had a guest that had that was gonna have what a hundred thousand followers yep. on Instagram <laughs> clearly you know the, the the social media game plays into listenership I think that I've been slowly finding out so I try to I'm on the Instagram. I have a Facebook page. You know, we try. I was doing really good for the longest time with Instagram on the daily, at least a couple times a day. Yeah, that again, and that takes time, right? You know, time and energy. We can't get that back, so we got to balance those out. So of course, it's a long, right? it's a long game. Yeah, and so anybody you know who can do those things, obviously, you know. So I, I never try to bash myself about my listenership. Um, honestly, as far as I'm concerned, if it helps anybody, I'm happy. Um, I, my proudest moments so far were pe two people that actually listened to our series on how to become an Air Force nurse, and they messaged me privately and said, thank you so much for doing these episodes, because I'm actually trying to do this right now, and they helped me so much. And, and it's like, all, it's, that talk. makes it all worth it. That, to me, was like happy, proud moment of my life, because I was like, I just got two more people hooked up to become Air Force nurses, and these helped them, and I'm totally okay with that. So... Um... If I started all over again, I think I would do some kind of a uh, we fund or like crowdfund and I <laughs> yeah. try to raise like a hundred hundred K one hundred percent. You know, and like and then just dump that all back into the podcast and just like start it off as a business right from right from there jump, you, you know. One hundred percent. It's tough when you when you're working full time. And then you're squ squeezing in, uh, you know, podcast episodes here and there. And then like you were saying, you were doing the editing. I knew right away I wasn't going to do my own editing. <laughs> I looked at I looked at GarageBand and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to. I just I don't enjoy that part of it. I only enjoy the conversations, you know. <laughs> that is what I have come to the conclusion of, which is also the, the delay in, you know, the, the season two for, for the show is. I'm working on uh, getting that addressed as well for the obvious. Yeah, yeah. So what's the next project? So the next big thing, unfortunately, in, um, you know, in, in real-world profession life um, is going to be going on, you know, this, this, uh, this little trip that I'm taking. We'll call it a, a trip for what it is. Um, so I'll be, I'll be away for a little bit doing, doing the military business. Um, as, a, as a military nurse elsewhere. Um, so that's going to be obviously game number one. Um, game two is going to be I'm going to try to, you know, up the podcast while I'm away still, actually. Um, that's why I'm working on a lot of, you know, this, that, and the others and trying to find editing and getting people lined up so I can get a good set of episodes lined up while I'm away so that we can just get season two 
prepped and ready to go. I was going to tell you, if you can get um, six to 12 episodes done, that's a lot. You know, it's like, but if you cut it down to like a half hour, you, you can get it done. But oh, if yeah. you can get like six to 12 done um, and just have a bunch waiting, then you can kind of release them every two weeks and then you'll have some ready to go and you won't feel as much pressure. Like right now I have, I have like, I think you're number 13 ahead. You know, I have 13 weeks ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't feel Um, any pressure. Actually, the only pressure I feel is to uh, release maybe two a week now and do a little bit more, but I don't want to, I don't want to put that pressure back on myself. So yeah, no, that's a lot. I mean, I, I started with, the goal of um, bi-weekly, so every, you know, every two weeks, twice a month, and I, I was already, you know, I was doing a recording the week before, editing that bo- the end of that week, and then putting out that following week, and then frantically getting the next one scheduled, and <laughs> I mean, and, the, and that's part of you know the learning curve, right? You know, I, and again, it reverts back to you know prioritization of life and everything we can put our energy in. Um, but do I want to continue it and make it grow again? Oh, absolutely. And that, that's the, that's going to be the game that, you know, the advice you just gave me that I will absolutely plan on doing is another, another, uh, another tip that I just figured out is if you talk to Australians, uh, our 1am is like their 5pm. So, so like when you're all done and the house is quiet, you can, uh, you could link up with some Australian people and you know the accents sound cool to us. <laughs> Very true. You can link up with them, and uh, you can get you know you can get like a whole bunch of Australians on your podcast, and then uh, you know when you have regular time to go back, you can go back to getting Americans. <laughs> I mean, and, and that's I mean, also that'd be great. I I, I appreciate that because it would be kind of cool to um, talk to them about you know the nursing world in Australia. Because they do business very differently than we do, I can imagine, and just like the UK and Europe do business very differently in the medical realm than we do. So yeah. Do you know how many cool. nurses there are worldwide? That would be a great question. I would love it, to know the answer. Uh, I, I'm gonna guess it's it's well over 10 million. You know, it's because just in the U.S. alone, I think there's like three to four million, something like yeah, that. Easily. Easily. Yeah. Um, we I know we outnumber. We outnumber just about any healthcare profession. Profession. Any, any, class. any profession. I think, uh, other than other than teachers, you know, I think yeah. teachers probably outnumber nurses. But oh yeah. But uh, yeah, there's there's millions and millions of nurses. Uh, but then if you calculate, if you account for like around the world, you can definitely reach some people in some different time zones. You know. And, and that's also been what's so cool about doing the podcast is like, cause you know, when you look at your stats, you can see what countries you're in. Oh yeah. I've been in some crazy countries. I'm like, <laughs> how are you listening to this? That's cool. Who listened but, okay. to my podcast? Yeah. Who listened to my podcast in Africa? <laughs> I think I got, I've got a bunch in Europe, a couple different countries in Europe. I think some are Germany, the UK. Um, I know there was an Ireland at one point and I got really excited about that. Um, I know there's a bunch in Japan. Um, but I also take into account that I, I know a lot of military people that, you know, live around the world. So I'm like, hey, I wonder if it's some of my military friends. It could be, but um, it's still cool. Yeah, you know, it, it's still it's still cool. You know, it's still pretty cool. Um, if you could have your own Netflix special, what would it be? I was waiting to see if you were going to ask me. You that. could produce. You could <laughs> produce I've, your own I've show. I've been trying all week to and, come up with an answer for that. Um. um I would have to think <laughs> if we we're gonna do a Netflix special, tell you God's honest truth, I think it would be super cool um, to to start doing just doing some some raw footage time with these different professions, because I mean you know you got all the TV shows and, and you know without going into like world climates you know and all that you know state of affairs and everything like that I won't go down that rabbit hole but just in a broad scheme we had all these cool shows um, you know that. A lot of them are now pulled off because of this, that, and the other, whatever reason you want to utilize for that. Um, you know, I mean, I grew up in the days of watching the original Cops. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, you, you get all those cool shows like that, but we don't see it very often anymore. But we also don't see just, like, raw footage documentaries of, 
you know, what's really going on in these areas. You know, taking, like, the big stream TV shows out of that equation. I think it would be super cool to be able to just follow these different professions, you know, nurses, docs, EMS, law enforcement, but branch out into all the different maybe subspecialties. Because, like, did you know there are nurse educators? And all they do is teach. All they do is teach yep. nursing. Um, yep. You know, I mean, your daughter's a nurse. She, you know, all the, like, we've got so many different areas. We've got nurse practitioners. We were talking about someone earlier, you know, has got a doctorate nurse practitioner. You can become a doctor as a nurse. Um, you know, and then law enforcement, you found out, and I love that episode, by the way, on the Tactmedic, um, law enforcement, tactical medics, um, YouTube sensation and educator, um, prep medic. Um, he's on, on YouTube. He's a big guy, big guy, big following. Um, he's a a sworn in law enforcement officer, but he's also, he's, he's there as a paramedic. Um, so checking out all these different things and just opening, I think people's eyes to the variety that there is in all these specialties, um, you know, firefighters, did you know, we used to jump out of planes, call them smoke jumpers. That used to be, I've heard of, I've heard of smoke jumpers before. I mean, that was a thing. Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize that that's a thing or, you know, that we do water rescue, we do rope rescue. You know, a lot of people don't think about that, you know, going into the EMS world, you know, those are your EMTs, your paramedics, but there's a lot more to that too. Um, you know, and so going into these different realms, I think would be super awesome to do. Um, and then just taking out to me the, the you know the Hollywoodisms of these big shows and networks and all that and just doing it just like more of a documentary style I think would be kind of cool. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Um, I've talked to someone else who said that they would go around and just interview um, different firemen at like different firehouses and like how they do their job because yeah. it's different. It, it's different in like northern. California than it is in New York City, you know, and different and different in Florida, how they train. I I interviewed someone who uh, recently he worked for uh, he trained in Florida, but he also trained in California and he loved he loved both of them. But he said the training was very different night and day, night and day, different, different places, different jobs. Yeah, I mean, and I've I've experienced you know, a lot of that when I, since I've been in the service too, um, you know, being a firefighter when I was in Okinawa, Japan, it was very different than when I was a firefighter in Cheyenne, Wyoming, uh-huh. <laughs> which were, which were two of the places I, I've been, you know, fortunate enough in my, my 10 years to be stationed and, you know, work at and be assigned at. So I've gotten to do some world traveling too, which is really cool. Um, where was your favorite so place that you were stationed? Oh, that's so mean. Top, top, I mean, top two, top three. Uh, right now, Okinawa takes the cake. Um, for the yeah. obvious, it's Okinawa, Japan. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> can't go wrong there. Right? I went to Tokyo. I, I went to Tokyo, okay. and I yeah. loved. I love Japan. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat it. I mean, you just can't. Did you go to Coco's? I have to know. I I don't I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> we gotta talk about this. You're gonna go back to Japan now. Um, so that would definitely I would think right right now of all the assignments I've been on that would take the cake. Um, temporary time i got to visit thailand that was a lot of fun that was a good time i spent a couple weeks in thailand um cheyenne wyoming was really cool for certain things not so cool when the winter was around which uh-huh. was like <laughs> eight months out of the year oh my so God. that wasn't so cool but it was still a great assignment i still had a lot of fun that's where i got got into nursing school you know that's where i went to nursing school graduated at the university of wyoming go cowboys um so, I mean, I've had some good ones, that's for sure. Um, I've gotten to visit a lot of the states. I've done training in Texas. I've done training in Florida on the Panhandle. Um, I've done training in Virginia. I've done training in, and most recently, I was in Baltimore at the Shock Trauma Hospital uh, as part of the University of Maryland medical system. So I, wor- I got to go experience working there for a few weeks. That was really awesome. So, yeah, that's I cool. Mean, I, I get to do some cool things, that's for sure. Um, I, I know it's a loaded question, but who are some of your heroes? I mean, I mean, it is a loaded question. Or, or so. better yet, better yet, what? how do you define a hero? Because um, everyone has their own definition of a hero. So that and actually it's a really interesting and good question because I actually like this question a lot. Um, to me, if you're willing to put yourself before anybody else and you're willing to sacrifice 
Um, I mean, obviously the extreme is sacrificing your life. So obviously that is, you know, for, you know, especially being in the service, obviously that is the epitome of what we would define that as. Um, but there's also a difference, right? You know, so, you know, I also define law enforcement officers to me as heroes, like 100%, all of them, because that a lot of people won't do that job. Um, you know, if, if anybody who is willing to put themselves, their life, their time, their sleep, for example, um, you know, just the the willingness to sacrifice all those nice things, all those comforts in, in doing that kind of world, you're a hero to me. And you don't even have to be in that world, but, um, you know, teachers, te- teachers sacrifice a lot to take care of students, right? I've had some great teachers over the life, and some of them absolutely come to my mind as heroes because they got me through school. I, I would have not gotten through school without those instructors, those teachers. Um, so, I mean, that's my short version of it, if that makes any sense. It's probably a little different. Than so the only reason why I leave teachers out <laughs> is because they don't have that risk of, of death. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. You know, you, you have that you have that rare school shooting. You know, unfortunately, they're becoming less rare. Yeah, um, unfortunately, for sure. But it's not a daily concern. Like they're not going to work wearing vest. Right. They're not going to work wearing PPE. You know, and worrying if they're going to bring something home to their family. You know. Right. No, for sure. Totally agree. So that's the only reason why I leave teachers off the list. <laughs> that's fair. And, and again, it, it's just only based on the context of, of the definition in, you know, taking, no, trying for me to look at it is more just the broad scheme. But yes, take, a- adding in the, if we're, if we're narrowing into the life limb or eyesight category. Oh yeah, 100%. I, I completely agree. So that's why I love police officers, firemen, Nurses, EMTs, and other medical professionals. I'm uh, when stress is at its highest. A <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, the cop actually wants to talk to the fire dog. I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love, I love firemen. I, I, I mean, I, I've always thought that firemen didn't really have any stress until I started talking to them and learning that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them had PTSD. I, I always thought that it was just, hey, you show up, you cook, you cook on the grill, you eat some food. <laughs> Come on, Most days you just kind of you just kind of sit in front of the couch, watch TV, and then every now and then they go out and fight a fire from here, you know. So they're not couches, they're recliners. Let's, be, let's clarify. <laughs> we got recliners. We have our own recliners. I've been in a lot of firehouses and I know how nice they are inside. I mean, when you live there for upwards of 48 to 72 hours at a time you, you want it to be home literally yes yes and i get that yeah. and i am also very grateful that they um you know that's why i look at them as like our our brothers they're like our brother-in-laws because they always invite us into their home and you know they, they always make us out. feel it they always <laughs> just get the hell out <laughs> don't overstay your don't 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 stay yeah don't overstay your welcome <laughs> but they always invite us in. Absolutely. Uh, when you're starting to feel stressed out and you, you know, um, starting to reach a breaking point, how do you save yourself? A lot of time in the gym for me. I do a lot of physical training. That is my, for me, that's my happy place. Um, me too. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah. Right. It, it's, I mean, yeah, most LA guys I know they're, they're in the same boat, you know, put, put the headphones in, put the music on, hit the gym. Um, so, but it, a lot of people find it interesting too. Is I was I was listening to one of your episodes on on um, the burnout coaches, which was an awesome episode, by the way. I loved listening to it um, because thank I you. Definitely, no burnout is a thing for nurses, especially um, EMS, fire, Ellie across the board. You know, all the all the above. And you know, a lot of people don't have things to like cope or how to deal with those kinds of things. So I'm glad you bring that up. And I, I love and appreciate so much how you, how you do always talk about that kind of stuff. Cause it's a big thing. Um, so yeah, the gym is mine. Music is mine. Um, sometimes I will just hop on the couch all day, not care and binge the crap out of some Netflix. Just because, <laughs> you know, I worked like four, four twelves in a row or, you know, especially when I was on night shift or I did, you know, a 48 
on, you know, at the fire department back when I was in the firehouse or 24. I've worked both schedules. Um, you know, I have my preferences to one versus the other, but it makes for a long day. Um, so sometimes I just do that. And you know what? I'm like, you know what? You need that sometimes. And, and I think it's good. I, I think it's good that you do that because that's like pushing a, pushing a reset, you know? Um, as long as the, that doesn't turn into days. Yes. Like You get it once I, and that's I, it. I've done it. No, I've done it for a couple of days when I felt, uh, you know, like a little. But by the end of the second day, I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get up. <laughs> I got to get yes. going. And, that, and that's know? me. I was like, I, by, if I could do it for one day, most of the time I'm good. Unless I'm like, you know, if I'm stupid, stupid sick or something, you know, that doesn't happen yeah. very often. But when it does happen, I get really sick. Then, you know, you flex the latitude. But, yeah, as long as it doesn't become a constant Thing like every you know, weekend you're lounging on yeah. the couch watching watching netflix right as long as it's a <laughs> once in a while thing <laughs> no but i mean it's, um, it's something that i i bring up a lot though in you know our worlds because as you know you know the people that don't do those things you know don't totally end up well you know and unfortunately sometimes that makes you and i lose our brothers and sisters you know in all of the professions and I think it's important to always make sure that that's a thing because if it's not, I promise you from experience and from seeing it, it doesn't end well for anybody. Well, one of the things that I ask people lately is would you ever consider becoming a coach? Um, you know, maybe when you don't have as much on your plate. <laughs> so becoming a coach, I, and I have, I've definitely have heard um, heard your discussions on that and I think it's awesome because you know we need more coaches in the world right we need more mentors um, you know in the service mentorship and you know that kind of counsel is so huge um, and I would again not be where I am without coaches mentors and you know guys of that nature girls of that nature would I I think it would be great but I also would have to say that in my current role you know as a nurse and as a charge nurse and you're know, a supervisor that you know I've supervised people in the military for a number of years you are you're a mentor. A you're kind of a coach. Yep. You kind of have to be. Yep. Um, you're kind of already at that point of like having to learn how to do those things. You know, when I was an NCO, you know, non-commissioned officer, when I was enlisted, you know, I, I was in, I was directly in charge of four people's lives at all times. They were accountable. I was accountable for them in every facet of life, both professionally and personally. I'm so, glad that you said that because a lot of charge nurses a lot of nurses in general don't realize the experience that they have in and in, in the fact that they've already been co in that coaching position mm -hmm. you know a lot of people just don't realize that if you're a supervisor of any kind you've probably already been in that mentorship position if you're doing it right you know yes completely agree if you're doing it right you're probably doing you'll know and it will feel normal um, as a charge nurse, man, I'm relatively new to the charge nurse world. I've only been charging um, at my hospital for probably about six months now. Um, my boss threw me in pretty pretty early on in my career in the nursing world because they ha apparently had faith in me. I don't know why. That's beyond me. <laughs> you have to ask my boss. Um, I think it's great, though, because honestly, I enjoy it. I enjoy helping out my teammates, and I, I work with some great nurses, some great techs, and some of them have been nurses way longer than me. And I'm their charge nurse, and you know we all rotate around charging. It depends on the shift. So I love being the char being charge nurse because I actually get to work with the team more, and help them, you know, help our patients, which to me is like the best thing in the world. Um, which is also great without violating. Hmm, without violating any HIPAA laws, do you have any good <laughs> <No>. stories, <laughs> or oh, or any any good coworker stories from the military or from? From the hospital without violating any HIPAA. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, no, I would, I would never do that. We always, I, I, we talk about these things all the time, and you know, use them as teachable moments. Um, so, I mean, obviously, the fire EMS world, I've definitely, I've, I've had some, what we consider great calls because they're, you know, awesome. You know, they're the fifteen car pileups on the interstate, or, um, you know, any any fire was always an awesome call. <laughs> So I've had a couple of good ones. Um, uh, what's the so, biggest What's the biggest fire that you responded to? So ironically, I have not gotten to do a lot of structure fires. So structurally, it was only a two-story house. Um, okay. Fortunately, thank God there was no living persons and or animals in that structure at the time. So we were really excited about that. 
um, as far as like objects physically, and I'm actually referring to aircraft. Um, C-130 once caught on, got caught on fire when I was in um, Japan. Wow. So that, that would have been the biggest technical like object that was on fire. Fortunately, it wasn't a crazy big fire, but it still required a lot of foam and other, you know, tactics and stuff to go deal with. So we did aircraft. I was going to say, too, it, which is a whole nother subspecialty with the airplane. The biggest risk is probably explosion. The gas is a problem um, because obviously jet fuel is a lot different. Um, all the, you know, the electrical systems and the doors and the props and the jet engines and all those crazy things. I mean, there's so much other things to learn about aircraft firefighting, which was probably one of the best parts of my job as a firefighter. Yeah. Man, man, you've had a really cool career. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, to me, it's only just getting started because I'm basically starting my career over again as a nurse now instead of a fire EMT, um, so, I mean, I'm already getting to do some crazy cool things as a nurse. Like I told you, I was in Baltimore doing training at, um, you know, Shock Trauma Hospital, which, you know, for anyone who knows what um, shock trauma is, they wrote the book on, you know, trauma medicine for the military, for EMS. Um, you know, so working there was a great experience and great training. Um, I've gotten to do some training down in Texas for some expeditionary, you know, field medicine kind of things um, and work with a lot of different you know, live types of patients and I've done cadaver labs and, you know, so I mean, yeah, I've, I get to do some awesome things. That's for sure. If people want to uh, find out more about you and like reach out to you, what's the best way to reach out to you? So you have a website. Easiest, so yeah, we, um, the podcast, the bottom line nursing show has its, its website and it's all on, on the links in the show and I can absolutely get those to you. Um, it's also got an email address that people can get me on, um, bottom line nursing at gmail.com, um, goes directly to me and it's also linked to my phone. So I will get it very quickly, uh, in awesome. the day and age, you got to have it all linked to the phone. Um, and I never <laughs> mind people reaching out to me, um, whether it's about the podcast or just about the military or nursing or fire EMS, it doesn't have to be about the show. I have no problems if it's about, you know, professional life too. And it's never a big deal to me if they want to reach me. It's also, we're also on Instagram and Facebook. I'm a little kind of shadow ghosting right now a little bit. I haven't been on as much as I should. Um, but very shortly, I'm always still engaged in answering people whenever they want to get, reach out to me. I appreciate that and respect that. What's your, uh, what's your power today? What's your best ability? <laughs> Superpower. Um, not your superpower. So, what's your, uh, what's your best, what's your strength? What's your strength? Oh, my strengths. Okay. Yeah. Your strength. So supposedly, at least it's what I keep being told. So I'll use this one. Cause I, it seems to be a trend that I hear every time I ask for feedback from people, um, is every time there's chaos or something stressful going on, I'm typically the calm one. Um, I might be freaking out in my head, don't get me wrong, 100%. <laughs> um, but historically, I'm normally the calm one, even if we have a patient you know, or a situation in front of us where somebody doesn't have a pulse, I'm still gonna be the calm one um, because I'm a firm believer and, I, and when I teach, I teach different nursing courses and different medical courses as well. Um, you know, calm during the chaos is the only thing that's gonna win, you know, get you through it because you know, organized chaos wins in our world, nothing else. Chaos just adds chaos. Chaos so if just adds chaos. You're the calm, cool, and collected one. You know, staying that calm, cool, collected individual, you're gonna get business done. Um, because freaking and... out your patience. So, <laughs> just makes you. No, it does crazy. not. <laughs> yes, it does. In in all situations, freaking out never really serves anyone. I mean, I imagine an LE calm, cool, and collected is like the gold standard of how you have to be. <laughs> well, sometimes you have a partner, you have a partner who shows up and they're yelling at everyone, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you're like, dude, I just, I just had this situation. Calm down. What are you doing? <laughs> I'd be like, they were finally like just talking to me. Let's, let's not escalate uh-huh. this again. Well, you have some people who roll up, uh, you know, a hundred, hundred miles an hour and then they're coming in hot. <laughs> it's like, bro, just, 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 just roll in, just 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 walk in. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, if you had a comic superpower, what would it be uh, and why? That is a great question, and honestly, I don't think I've ever truly thought about it. 
in a grand scheme of things. Um, you know, you've got the, you love the concept of being able to fly, but everybody would love to do that. I mean, yeah. Okay. There's nothing wrong good. with, there's nothing wrong with wanting to fly, like uh, just bending your though. knees. I'm a skydiver too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's nothing that. wrong. There's nothing wrong with like blasting off from the earth, like at sonic speed and then just landing somewhere, somewhere else, you know, like that's an I incredible mean, dream. It would be a cool dream, but again, I already fly though because I skydive, so I get to kind of do that to a point. I just don't get to do the supersonic bullet thing, but you know. Have you ever flying. worn a, a wingsuit? No, I am not at the point where I can go wingsuiting. Eventually, I want to though. Yes, I want to do that too. I want to do it. Have you ever jumped, David? Have I've never jumped. Freedom? You need. To I've never jump. jumped. I probably need to do that first. <laughs> well, well, for starters, yes. Um, but you definitely, I recommend to anybody, whether you like heights or not, doesn't matter, go jump out of a plane. Just one time. You don't have to do it again if you don't like it after that. But go do it once. I'm doing it this summer. I'm, yes. I'm definitely 100% doing it. I'm, uh, I, as soon as we get off, I'm going to look up. There's a place here on Long Island where you can jump out, out east on the east okay. end. And I'm going to do it this summer. Me and my lady, we're jumping out of a plane. And I'm going to text you and let you know do it. I, I jumped. <laughs> but after that, at some point, I want to learn how to do a wingsuit. I just want to like, I want to feel that that feeling of <sighs> with so the glasses. Talk to, talk to your instructors when you're there, when you go do your jump. And they will guide you to the how to become a skydiver which would be step one, and then eventually, a couple hundred jumps later, then you can go wingsuiting. Uh, you got you to gotta really get experience as a skydiver. Oh, yeah. Which you can't I'm just no, go I'm jump off a cliff yeah, <laughs> with no, a wingsuit. No, don't do that. That's a bad idea. All right. <laughs> Brother, it's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate and respect everything that you've, um, you know, all of your work that you've put in, and... Um, I wish you the very best on your next vacation. <laughs> I mean, honestly, partially it's going to be a vacation. And David, thank you even more, my, my good sir. I was humbled when uh, you and your and your colleagues reached out to me about coming on and talking with you guys because I'm like, I'm just little me. Why would you want me on your show? <laughs> no, man, your life your life is awesome. <laughs> but I, knew, I, I do have an awesome life, I won't lie. It's been a great life, and I enjoy it to the fullest. But, you know, I, I appreciate and, and love everything you guys are doing and, you know, what you do for a living. You know, as I said, you know, you know your family, in my eyes. So, you know, it's been great ch chatting with you, and I, I hope nothing but the best for you guys. Thank you, too. Don't hang up because we're going to keep talking, all right? Yeah. All right. All right, family. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Everyone I interview, I've chosen for you guys because of their story. And I hope that you get some value every single time. If you did get value or just, just simply enjoyed the episode, please share the episode with someone that you know. If you know of a guest, a frontline hero that has an amazing story, something uplifting or a positive message, hit me up in the contact form of www.davidleith.com or DM me at Instagram at davidleith1. Subscribe to the show because I have some really phenomenal guests coming up in the next few weeks that you definitely don't want to miss. All right, one.